Welcome. The masquerade party continues here in the United States of America and around the world as people are terrified by the Delta variant of COVID-19. Oh yes, you must mask up because they tell us it is all about the science. The masks are coming back in force. Not only masks, but the threatening of mandates for vaccine cards for those who would um, get on airplanes, all of the stuff to fill people with fear about the terror of catching the cold or the flu for those who are normally healthy people. It's outrageous what is going on, and yet they tell us it's all about the science. It reminds me of a throwback song that I grew up with. I was blinded. She blinded me with science. It'll take us up to the real. Blinded with science. Resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Oh, Just when we finally had some relief here in the state of California, June 15th, the mask requirements and mandates were dropped. People began to breathe some fresh air, began to live life. But no sooner has that taken place, well, it's only been about three weeks, before the fear-mongering now is rising to a fever pitch not only in the liberal media, among politicians and those who want to control us, especially for Governor Newsom, who is uh, really wanting to uh, ramp up this terror from those who are unvaccinated, telling people that 
Uh, 25% of Californians that are not vaccinated are the equivalent of a drunk driver hurtling down the road out of control, danger to everybody that they might come in contact with. It's unbelievable, but he got what he wanted, and that is mail-in ballots for his recall election. And, you know, if fear can push things to that place, then they use fear. They have a mantra throughout this last two years, fill you with fear, promise you safety, but you got to give up your liberty to do so. It's tragic, but we are now in this place of now the masks are coming back to Los Angeles County. There is this uh, terrifying um, doom that is looming over the country and the world with the Delta variant, which seems to be more contagious, but less severe, less hospitalization, less fatality, and um, yet it doesn't stop these people. I don't know if it's because they have stretched their 15 minutes of fame into 15 months of fame. I, I really don't know, but we want to have a, a short... Uh, recall of history, if you will, from the time that Mr. Fauci said that masks don't work. And one of the things that you'll, you'll hear throughout this, masks are only for infected people that have COVID, not the rest of the population. But then how that extrapolates, well, some people are asymptomatic. And so the pressure for everybody to mask up, your children, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It is mask hysteria, mass hysteria, and it also is uh, just ridiculous. There are those who are have core morbidities and they're in danger. They should protect themselves with all means. But for 99% of Americans, we should be able to live life with the liberty and the freedom without being terrorized by the progressive left and their absolute fear of living life with any kind of risk. Let's have a walk down memory lane of the last 18 months, because here at Vintage McCoy, history matters, but in the COVID situation, even recent history matters as we look at Dr. Fauci's declaration that masks don't work. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. That if, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, 
you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric, actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because okay. now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is that right? I mean, you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here, where you could get leakage in, is much better contained. And are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> wow, uh, it is so clear to me about the science. I have just been blinded with brilliance about the science. Because depending on what day of the week or which week you listen to Fauci, Mr. Flip-Flop Fauci that goes back and forth, it's unbelievable that those on the left that elevate Dr. Fauci as the premier authority of these infectious diseases could be so consistently inconsistent. That's the one thing he's got going for him. He is consistently inconsistent all over the place. As a matter of fact, he told us that one of the problems with a mask, right, is that you're always touching your face. Now, President Biden, who is uh, very, I mean, he seems to have a love affair with his mask. We're gonna see him in this clip. And then this is just a little bit, he, we take a 30 minute message and we boil it down to a couple of minutes and it counts how many times in this speech, President Biden touches his face. Dr. Fauci said that's one of the problems because when you have a mask, you may not touch your face that many times, but just for a little lighthearted relief, check out this. Your president, commander in chief, as he demonstrates how to wear a mask. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, Las Vegas. Yesterday, I was with Kamala Harris in Arizona after her outstanding debate performance. We remember Cindy McCain, John McCain's wife, a widow, and my good friend of this great school, Ryan. He got to swear at his dad as a United States citizen. You're just trying to do right by your family in this challenging time. He just won a fair shot up in Scranton when I was in grade school. He worked hard to build a decent middle-class life. He's over 60 years of age. I'm not making this up. You deserve a president who understands what you're going through. That's President Trump. How can we trust him to protect this country? 700 to 1,000 people every single day in America. Democrats and Republicans are kept outside. Look, millionaires and billionaires, we should drop an atomic weapon on them and blow them up. I'm dreaming here. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, got up this morning. We're still down with the economic crisis caused by the neglect. He says it's a V-shaped recession. It's a K-shaped recession. What's going on here? 
your members of Congress are doing everything they possibly can. Your members of Congress did nothing to move the legislation. No urgency to deliver hardworking Americans. Think I'm making it up. What they focused on, a $15,000 million, $15, minimum wage. Maybe Biden's going to spend all this money. By 2023, mid-2023, there'll be no money. <coughs> Donald Trump! You know what he said, Alejandro? Alejandro? He said on the bunker of his golf course, Honey! It's going to be okay put public health and safety first going through this pandemic and lower out-of-pocket expenses three times higher than that of white non-Latinos. Heat waves, droughts, hurricanes, and floods could well become the next pre-existing condition. <coughs> Detail analysis of my recovery plan. Things getting worse and worse and worse if your business is closed. Not a joke. Don't pay a single penny in taxes. Never, never, never. They've got to balance their budgets. Take away federal protections for pre-existing conditions. Take away Medicare benefits for seniors. Just in the pandemic, $400,000 a year, $800 billion, 4% small business program, the kinds of investment. It's going to go to no outfit. We're not just going to praise you. We're going to pay you. Let's stand up and vote and take back this country now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, wow. My heart goes out to President Biden because it's really tough to speak with a mask and maybe not touch your face 60 times in a brief speech and then to pull down your mask when you're actually going to cough. <coughs> I thought the whole point was about coughing and sneezing and various things, but very difficult to do public speaking. And I can't imagine um, going through a election campaign with a face diaper on your face. It, it, it's unbelievable. But this just demonstrates that Dr. Fauci saying the problem is you, you touch your face all the time and then you're as viruses spread. So it's, it's, it's not that great of um, uh, a fix, a barrier to COVID-19, or any virus for that matter. And Dr. Fauci seemed to go back and forth as we showed a montage of his clips earlier, but just to slow it down for a moment and look at just his, his rhetoric about two masks. Okay, if, if, if one's not enough, let's, let's wear two, why not three? Why, why not two masks with a face shield as I see some people? Look at this. We get asked all the time, should we be double masking? The CDC makes recommendations based on data that they accumulate because it's a science-based organization. Right now, they are looking at these different options of mask wearing. In the meantime, as I often get asked, should you be wearing two masks or one mask? And I say, there's no recommendation, however, there are many people who take the common sense approach. If you're talking about a physical barrier, and as the CDC recommends, you want at least two layers within the mask as a physical barrier, and you feel maybe more of a physical barrier would be better, there's nothing wrong with people wearing two masks. I often myself wear two masks. Can we make a general recommendation that doesn't have scientific basis yet? No. But when the science comes along and tells us that it is better or not, then you will see a recommendation being made
by the CDC. So we can have a common sense approach, and I love common sense. Actually, that's what we want to do here is bring some common sense to what seems to be an unreasonable narrative of constant flip-flopping misinformation for people, realizing that COVID-19 is a real sickness. This is the vulnerable category of people. Everybody else, you might get a cold or a flu, the equivalent or not. Even if you have it, you may be asymptomatic like young people and children and uh, teenagers that it's really not a threat for whatsoever. And here's Dr. Fauci, who has been vaccinated, saying that he wears two masks is common sense. So if it is common sense that only the person that has COVID should wear the mask, can I use common sense that I don't have COVID? As a matter of fact, I had COVID a year ago, recovered from COVID, have the antibodies. So the common sense says I should never have to wear a mask again. Don't you think? And since they're telling us it's always about the science, I think these last clips really, you know, well, the next day after Fauci said the common sense approach is if one mask is good, wear two. He often wears two masks himself, but challenged on the data here. It's all it's supposed to be all about the science, though. He readily says that what he says when it comes to I'm the example, I wear two masks, look what he has to say and recant the next day saying there's no data that supports his common sense approach. There are many people who feel, you know, if you really want to have an extra little uh, bit of protection, maybe I should put two masks on. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates that that is going to make a difference. There's no science. There's no science, but as a matter of fact, as we think that there's no science, we now are going to look at the previous CDC director that is going to tell us that the science of mass, now Center for Disease Control, this is the guy that's in charge before Walensky came in, tells us that the mass that we've heard all of the science is very ineffective against the virus. He tells us the mask is actually a better preventative measure than the vaccine itself. But they tell us it's all about science. Listen to him. Face masks, these face masks are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. And I will continue to appeal for all Americans, all individuals in our country, to embrace these face coverings. I've said it, if we did it, for six, eight, 10, 12 weeks, we'd bring this pandemic uh, under control. These actually, we have clear scientific evidence, they work and they are our best defense. I might even go so far as to say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. Wow, it's all about the science that the mask, why get a vaccine? Because if you just wear a mask, did you catch that? Six, eight, 10, 12 weeks. Why not six, eight, 10, 12 months? We've already done that. Remember we shut down the country for two weeks just to flatten the curve. And a year and a half later, when people experience this kind of fear and then the politician experiences this kind of control that they're going to be the savior that stops the seasonal flu, the seasonal cold, the seasonal experience that comes around every year, 
Good luck with that. Because every year, there's going to be an uptick in flu and hospitalization and various things. But I want you to know that they've been telling us all about the science. They've blinded us with their brilliance so far, with Fauci going back and forth, with the CDC director himself saying that the mask is even a better preventative measure than the vaccine. And we've seen our commander-in-chief, who is pro-mask, showing us the downside in a 30-minute conversation with a crowd of people that he touched his face 60 times, which is a problem, even pulling down his mask to cough, which the whole point is to have your mask up. I want to share with you now the science. This is the closest to real life experience that we have to date. It was in the heat and the prime and the peak of COVID going rampant around the world and they put a real science in um, Denmark. This Danish study, new Danish study, finds masks don't protect wearers from COVID infection. Did you get this? This is an excerpt from the uh, New York Times article that was done upon this study. This is not some uh, <laughs> un verified, unsubstantiated. It's not a group of wackos. These are real scientists. And they did this study, and it's the only one that we have of this magnitude because 6,000 people were involved in this study. And I just want to read this to you. Follow along. This is epic because this is truly science. This study is perhaps the best scientific evidence to date on the efficacy of masks. To conduct the study, which ran from early April to early June, this is last year, 2020, scientists at the University of Copenhagen recruited more than 6,000 participants who had tested negative for COVID-19 immediately prior to the experiment. Half the participants were given surgical masks and instructed to wear them outside the home. The other half were instructed not to wear a mask outside the home. Roughly 4,860 participants finished the experiment. The Times reports the results were not encouraging. Did you get that? This is the New York Times. The results were not encouraging. The researchers had hoped that masks would cut the infection rate by half among wearers. This was the goal. Instead, 42 people in the mask group, or 1.8%, got infected, compared with 53 in the unmasked group, or 2.1%. Check this out. This is, this is the, a, ga a game changer. The difference was not statistically significant, the New York Times reports. Did you get that? The difference was not statistically significant. Those who wore masks, 42 people even wearing masks out of those uh, uh, 4,860 that were uh, finished the study, and then 53 of the unmasked. It goes on to say, our study gives an indication of how much you gain from wearing a mask. Bundgaard said, this is the uh, scientist that was overseeing this experiment, not a lot. What is the benefits of wearing a mask? He says, not a lot. 
The Times notes that the research did not contradict growing evidence that masks can prevent transmission of the virus, virus from wearer to others, but adds that the study's findings are at odds with the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, which just last week endorsed the view that face coverings protect individuals from contracting the virus. I think it does the exact thing that we want it to. It shows you that a virus, the nature of viruses, is they cannot be contained with a surgical mask, with a cloth covering from anything like this. So why are we beaten with the club of political expedience and fear to wear masks when we see the statistical data says there is not really a significant advantage of wearing masks? I don't know. I'm just bringing some common sense. They tell us all about the science. I'm saying, let's talk about this science. You don't see them touting it. You don't see President Biden talking about it. You don't see the CDC changing their perspective on it. No. As a matter of fact, with one of the true heroic stories through all of this is Governor DeSantis in the state of Florida that is truly reflecting what it means to be in America, that individual choice, I want to wear a mask, I can do that. If I don't want to wear a mask, I don't have to. I want to get a vaccine, I can. If I don't want to, I don't have to. If my kid wants to go to school and not wear a mask, I'm the parent. I get to make a choice. I get to decide. But that kind of thing, once it happens, when those states begin to open up against all of the science out there, President Biden called them Neanderthals. Let me just ask, who's the Neanderthal? Everything that Florida has done has been a winning combination. But even this week, Biden can't help but go after the governors that will not bow to his science. Can we just call it what it is? And what's been crammed down our throat is propaganda? It's truly so much misinformation. And yet the government give social media platforms what is their narrative and anything that differs from their narrative, it is state-given propaganda information, which when we find out the real science, that's what the disinformation is. And yet, if we bring the opposite side in the land of free speech and the vigorous debate of different ideas in the scientific world that used to really be open to that, but not so much anymore. Look at President Biden going after Governor DeSantis and his common sense, practical, tried and true leadership through COVID-19 for the last year. We need leadership from everyone. If some governors aren't willing to do the right thing to beat this pandemic, then they should allow businesses and universities who want to do the right thing to be able to do it. I say to these governors, please help. But if you aren't going to help, at least get out of the way of the people who are trying to do the right thing. Get out of the way. That was the president's message to my next guest, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor, thanks for being with us tonight. It seems to me that the Biden administration sees you as this kind of way to almost change the subject from their own failures. Your response. 
Well, I think you're right, Laura. I mean, this is a guy that ran for president saying he was going to shut down the virus. He wasn't going to shut down America or the economy. He'd shut down the virus. And yet, what is he doing? He's bringing in people from over 100 different countries across the southern border. Every variant on this planet, some we don't even know about, are absolutely coming into our country that way. And what they're doing is people are coming and then they're farming them out all over the United States, putting them on buses, putting them on planes. And so when he's lecturing people about imposing COVID restrictions and lockdown policies on the one hand, and yet not only doing nothing to stop the border surge, but actually facilitating it on the other hand, he just loses all credibility uh, when it comes to COVID. Do you know how many migrants have been shipped to Florida? Are you given any notice? No notice. They do not tell us. We have to sometimes do, we, we try to do investigations. Sometimes we've gotten some documents uh, given to us where we put two and two together. Uh, but they do fly people in. They fly in at accompanied minors. But then also, Laura, you've got a lot of military-age males coming through the border. And it's not mostly Mexicans. It's people from Asia, the Middle East, Africa, Haitians, you name it. And they're getting on buses and going. I have law enforcement there helping Governor Abbott, and we've been there for, for over a month. Mm. And they say of the, my, the illegal border crossers that they come in contact with, a majority of them are telling our guys that they want to end up in Florida. Uh, <laughs> so we're working on strategies yeah. to be able to deter that. Uh, but this is a huge issue. And obviously, it's an issue beyond yeah. COVID because it's about the security of our country. But you can't impose restrictions on Americans and say Americans have to do all these things and then just willy-lilly let in everyone from around the world. Now, there is a narrative being spun, Governor, uh, by the White House and, and, of course, the media, that the Florida hospitals are busting at the seams. But uh, we found part of a roundtable from Florida hospital CEOs this morning. Watch. Right now, we're down to 25% of our inpatients in ICUs. Other hospitals in South Florida are seeing even less numbers than that, between 15 and 20 percent of their patient ICUs. 80 percent of our patient census is non-COVID patients. These are critically ill patients, many of whom delayed care during the pandemic. At TGH right now, we have 126 COVID patients. We're a 1,041-bed hospital. Uh, Governor, what's the real story here? Well, I think those, those CEOs uh, told the story. Uh, you know, we have had a summer wave. We've had seen significant increases in COVID patients. But as the CEO of Tampa General said, that's 10 to 15 percent uh, of their total census. And it's important when the media is spreading this mi misinformation and actually lying, uh, it could deter someone from going in to get care for things like heart problems or stroke. And so all those CEOs said, we are treating everybody. We're open for business. You know, we're busier with COVID than we were six weeks ago. Uh, but please come in and get care. And so I understand the media's got narratives they try to spin. I understand they have a partisan agenda. Uh, but just be careful when you're spreading that misinformation that people somehow think that they shouldn't go in. Uh, you can go in, and every one of those CEOs uh, invited people to come in, and they're running, and they're running well. Now, like you, Governor, many parents are concerned about what the, uh, well, some of the misinformation about COVID in kids is doing to our youth. And uh, this morning, CNN did a piece about a 12-year-old from Duval County. Watch. Dear Superintendent, Dr. Green, and school board members, 
I would like to encourage the requirement of masks at school in Duval County. I'm so worried that if masks are not required, my brother could go to school one day and the next be dying in the hospital. At school I wear two masks because I want to make sure I don't get sick. Governor, you know, I feel for these kids, they're really scared. Um, but what's, what's, what's going on here and why uh, would the media obviously be using kids to try to, I guess, backhanded way of hitting you? Well, they did this last summer, Laura, when we went to in-person schooling. We said, we're going to have kids in school. And uh, we understood it was a low-ish environment. Oh, man, they were saying all kinds of stuff. And we had a very successful school year. We're going to do it again this year. In Florida, though, we think it's really important that parents make decisions about whether kids go to school with masks or not. So if certain parents feel that they want their kids doing that, we're not going to prevent that. We have a lot of parents, including me, uh, who doesn't think that's healthy for our kids to be wearing masks all day. And I know people like Joe Biden think the government should force kindergartners to sit there under these masks for, for six, seven, eight hours a day. Um, I could just tell you, Laura, in Florida last year in our school districts, we had some that had mask requirements, others that didn't. The ones that didn't, those counties, had lower per capita cases than the ones that did. And so it's not proven uh, to really impact viral transmission in schools. And so that's why I think it should be the parents' decision and it shouldn't be mandated by the government. Governor, we have learned that the administration is considering, uh, I'm going to ask all my guests this tonight, a vaccine mandate for foreign visitors coming into the United States. Apparently they're working on that. It'll be announced soon. Your reaction? Yeah, I think that'd be a big mistake. I think that would chill uh, commerce. I think that would hurt tourism. At the end of the day, in, like in Florida, for example, we have 91% of our seniors have gotten shots. Uh, I do believe, and those hospital CEOs said, that that has reduced mortality, particularly among our elderly. Uh, but ultimately, the vaccine's protecting you. Uh, I think it's pretty clear people are getting infected, even if they're vaccinated. So its effect on transmission hasn't been what we, what we anticipated. Um, and so that's just the fact. And so I think that those types of requirements, I think, would do more harm than good. Governor, great to see you tonight. Thank you. So here's real life experience in a um, state with 16 million people, Governor DeSantis. It's really a, a living experience, uh, experiment right in front of our eyes about liberty and the choice. Now we have the rest of the country to look at, especially places like New York and California, to look at for the opposite, where the lockdowns and the mandatory everything has taken place. And a couple of things that really stood out in that clip, I was only going to show a short clip, but it was just so good, I could not stop myself from showing you the whole thing that Laura Ingram and Governor DeSantis did such a great job hitting the highlights of some things that are a real concern to me, and I'm sure a real concern to you. They were talking about... Um, and I've already read it. I've read it for several weeks now. Oh, the cases in Florida are basically busting at the seams. The hospitals are full. And didn't you think that was a great clip? Now, is that disinformation? Is that misinformation? I, I believe it is that the mainstream media is trying to fill people with fear and trying to vilify and demon, demonize Governor DeSantis and the Neanderthals in Florida. But the CEOs of those major hospitals said, we're seeing, you know, 10 to 15, 20 percent 
influx because of the flu season that they're going through, and they have lots of hospital beds available. 126 COVID patients in a hospital with a thousand beds, a thousand plus beds. But is that what you hear in the mainstream media that wants to fill you with fear? Absolutely not. Is that a disservice to the American people? Absolutely. Is that a schmear towards Governor DeSantis and the liberty-loving Americans in Florida? Absolutely. So who is following science? Those who want to mass children that go to school, we know the science says that children are not good carriers and they are not in danger. The odds are astronomical of a child being infected and coming to some kind of fatality unless they have some major, major underlying health issue already. And in that case, as a parent, you would want to keep them safe, even if you didn't let them go to school because the danger is so great. And that's a parent's prerogative. It's also a parent's prerogative. Hey, I want my children in masks. Oh, I don't want my children in masks. Isn't that great where parents get to actually make the decisions about their own children without mandates? And Governor DeSantis gave us another real life evidence of science, if you will, that there were schools that opened last year and they had to wear masks and those who opened and did not require masks and those with masks, he said, actually had higher rates of COVID. You can't stop viruses with these kind of masks. And what a tragedy that the children are filled with fear. An entire generation is going to be raised with fear, wearing two masks for the rest of their life. It's, it's something. It's a whole new part of the human apparel for the next generation because nobody will stand up and push back on what they tell us is the science. But I'm just bringing you some common sense. I'm bringing you real life experiences, real life studies that have happened in this last year. Florida is a great case study to check out and to see what's going on there. And yet, the Biden administration is going to force people that are visiting America to get a vaccine. So there's a vaccine mandate to come to our country to deter tourism. And yet, they allow over a million people in the last few months across the southern border and then spread them all over the, con the, the country, busing them and, and shipping them on airplanes and not sending them back to their own country. Is any of this ringing true with you? Don't you see the absolute hypocrisy of what is being declared? And we're just supposed to swallow it and gulp it up like we're morons? I don't think so. Not only is Governor DeSantis making a great stand in the state of Florida, but there's very few voices of reason in Congress. But one of those voices of reason is a medical doc doctor himself, a man of science, Rand Paul. Look at this exchange. 
All right, here we go. No more vaccine mandates uh, that are put in place around the country. One former Obama official taking it a step further, right? While flying, they, uh, she says, vaccinated people should no longer carry the burden for unvaccinated people. A no-fly list for unvaccinated adults is an obvious step the federal government should take, close quote, really. But in a new op-ed, our next guest calls to choose freedom over mandates, lockdowns, and petty tyrants. GOP Senator Rand Paul joins us now. He sits on the Senate Help Committee, and he also takes on Anthony Fauci because no one else will. <laughs> Senator, what is your, what's your take on this suggestion in the Atlantic? Uh, obscene, you know, that if we now disagree in our personal medical decisions with the left, they're going to declare that we're a terrorist and that we can't fly. But even on the practicality of it, even if you said, okay, we're gonna do this, even the CDC says you're not supposed to get vaccinated if you've been infected within three months. So what are we going to do? Tell people they can't fly for three months, even according to the CDC? I and other doctors actually think that your immunity from being infected is going to last a lot longer. With the 2004 epidemic, people still have immunity. Spanish flu, there are people alive who still have immunity from 1918. So I do believe natural immunity should be taken into account. But even according to the CDC, this idiot would have us not flying for three months. So it makes no sense. It's, it's complete collectivism. And all of these people are the same people who hooted and hollered and said, Trump is leading us to authoritarianism. What could be more authoritarian than a no-fly list for people who disagree with you? What about the, the vilification of people that want a choice, like Governor DeSantis, Governor Abbott, we're not going to make mass mandates. So now the president's going after the governors and the only vaccinated. Why does he need to make an enemy of people? Well, I think that if you look objectively at mask mandates, whether it's in states, cities, counties, or countries, there's no correlation between a mask mandate and reduction in incidence of the disease. In fact, it's the opposite. The more mandates we got, the more of the disease we got. Now, I don't think the mask caused the disease, but I don't think the mask helped any. And in fact, most people are wearing cloth masks and 97% of virus-sized particles go through cloth masks. So it's actually a disservice. When Dr. Fauci says, oh, the mask is more important than the vaccine, that's malpractice. The vaccine is very important, so is natural immunity, but the cloth masks don't stop the disease. And if you're telling someone who's taking care of a COVID patient, like yeah. it's an elderly couple, and you're taking care of your husband or wife and they have COVID, and you're wearing a cloth mask, that's terrible advice. That's advice that'll kill you. So Dr. Dr. Fauci needs to be away from government, away from advice, because almost all of his advice had been wrongheaded, but some of it's actually very dangerous. Uh, Senator, and they can't handle you because you're a doctor. Uh, the other thing is Dr. Fauci is totally uh, uh, hamstrung because of his role with Peter Dadzik and the origins of this virus, which is for another time. So COVID-19 cases in children are surging 84%. That according to the Academy of Pediatrics. They reported that on Wednesday. They did a study and they said that those numbers are going up. Does that concern you? The largest study of the Delta variant was in England a couple weeks ago, and they're a few weeks ahead of us. And they showed uh, zero deaths in vaccinated people under 50, and they showed 0.08% deaths in under 50 unvaccinated. That's about what we're getting for vaccinated here in our country. So even the unvaccinated did pretty well with the Delta variant. It's very transmissible. People are going to get it. People have been vaccinated. People have already had the disease are going to get the Delta variant, maybe again. But the good news is, while it's very transmissible, it's much less deadly. And Senator, if you are telling me to get vaccinated and saying I'm the problem or you're the problem or the person watching is the problem, how can you do that and leave the southern border open 
to tens to one point one plus million people since you took office, many it's of which hypocrisy. test positive for COVID-19. You're totally it's, compromised. Yes, it's just pure hypocrisy. They're seeding people. They're taking kids from down at the border who may have it, and they're plucking them up and putting them all over the United States as if they're wishing to seed the country with a new variant. It's an awful thing to do. But the bottom line is for those who are saying, I won't go to a restaurant unless we force everybody to be vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you are overwhelmingly safe from hospitalization and death. Mind your own business. I hear you, and I agree. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Wow. The declarative conclusion of that is mind your own beeswax. Isn't that something that these people filled with terror, they've had a couple of their vaccine shots, you know, their, their two doses, and yet they're, they're still concerned. They are now protected from, you know, whatever that their choice is. I, I'm not really, I don't want to get vaccinated. I'd rather get sick and recover as I did with COVID. And there's 100 million of us in America that have gotten COVID. We've recovered. We have uh, robust antibodies that are actually uh, proving to be stronger than those of the vaccine. And Rand Paul was saying there's people that still, they're 100 years old, over 100, that uh, caught the Spanish flu, and they have antibodies that have lasted 100 years from that. How in the world, with people with common sense, that 99.5% of people recover after they get COVID? Nine, over 99%. What are we afraid of? We didn't freak out every year we have the common cold and the flu season that comes and goes every year. There's going to be a coronavirus that sweeps through every year, year after year, until we die. And yet somehow they've called this a pandemic. A pandemic's qualifications are much stronger than 99% people recovering. It's, the fatalities are much worse than that. And yet how has it been so blown out of proportion. Is COVID real? Most certainly. You know, a church that I've been helping out and involved with is up in San Jose. And this church has $3.5 million in fines because they are simply having church on Sunday morning and loving and worshiping Jesus. And the county came out, not only have they went, out and went after their bank, they came out with an article saying that these psycho extremist, you know, people that are uh, so, <laughs> they're the, the weird white terrorists of today, which is basically a patriotic American that believes in conservative values as an extremist or a terrorist. They were spreading the propaganda that they don't even, they believe if they go to their church, it's basically like a, a magic wand that they don't get COVID. That's not true. We're not idiots. I've, I've had COVID. I know people that have had COVID. My family, it's COVID's went through my whole family or at least a segment of them. My brother, my sister-in-law, my father, you know, they, they've, we've had COVID. It's a real thing. But you know, I'm 56 and I've got the cold and flu many times in this 56 years. And there's been times that I was so sick. I've been way sicker in the past with variants of a flu, influenza, where I actually felt so bad. I'm like, okay, Jesus, it is time to take me home. Just get me out of here. I'm so sick. For me, COVID wasn't anything close to that. 
So how is it that we are the ones charged with misinformation? How come we're the ones that get taken off YouTube, off of Facebook, off of Twitter, because we're trying to bring a voice of reason in the midst of the masquerade party hysteria? Because this is the mantra to the progressive left. They want to fill you with fear, and then they promise you safety in exchange for your liberty. This is the mantra of all tyrannical governments. Hey, we're going to fill you with fear. Oh, you'd be terrified. Oh, but we'll help you be safe. Wear your mask, get your vaccine, social distance, shut down your business, go broke, we'll give you money, we'll keep you safe, but you have to give up your liberty. And this season, we have seen more encroachment on personal liberty than at any other time in American history. Unbelievable. Proverbs 29, 25 says this, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. You know what? I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of the Delta variant that Rand Paul, who's a doctor and seeing over in Great Britain, there are two weeks ahead of us within the rollout of disease and sickness as it rolls through their country and then it'll roll through our country. The Delta variant is, it seems to be more transmissible. It's less de deadly and less lethal, less hospitalization. White people are fear mongering and filling, filling uh, the country with terror to demonize and vilify people that won't get a vaccine or people that are, are, are really over the mass thing? You know what? The fear of man brings a snare, but those who trust in the Lord will be safe. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of the Delta variant. I'm not afraid of the annual flus and colds that roll through all of this fallen world. You know what? I also don't want to be afraid of petty little tyrants that cram all this garbage down our throats and tell us to sit down in our house, socially distance, go broke with our businesses, put a face diaper on us that won't help us in the least, or force us to get the jab, some kind of vaccine that we don't even want if we don't want it. Are you free to get vaccinated? You are free. Am I free not to? Absolutely. That's what it means to live in the United States of America. And you know what? Once again, I'm not afraid of COVID-19, but I am deeply concerned about the tyrants that we have mistakenly elected to put them in charge of our lives, to stuff their misinformation that they wrap in a package of false science without hearing the other side in a rigorous debate to hear the real life evidence that the Danish study shows, that the state of Florida reveals. This is the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave, until they throw us in chains. Vintage McCoy, see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at The Vintage McCoy. We'll see you there.